listening to the Lit Life Podcast, where you are encouraged to live your life autonomously. I'm your host, Autumn the Aries. The Lit Life Podcast can be heard on all major pod platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and hosted on Anchor.fm. Wherever it is you decide to listen, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Also, www.autumntheairy.com is now live. There you can find all episodes of the Lit Life Podcast along with updates about me, blog posts, anything related to Autumn the Aries. You can follow me on all socials at Autumn the Aries and be sure to hit the like button on the Facebook page which is at Lit Life Podcast or you can just do a search and it'll come up. You can contact me, autumnthearies at gmail.com, if you'd like to sponsor the show, if you'd like to be a special guest, if there's anything you'd like for me to talk about, anything of that nature, and I'll get back to you. All right, enough of me rambling. Please enjoy the show. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Autumn, and I'd like to thank you for listening to the Lit Life Podcast. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And if you are a new listener, welcome. And I hope that you get comfy and enjoy the show. So today's show is going to be about (laughs) my love. Oh, my love. My, I don't want to say obsession, like. I don't want to seem um, over the top. So I'll just say my or or me being the number one stand of the only love king that there is, Mr. Raheem Devon. If you follow me on Twitter, <laughs> look, I didn't got all excited. I'm all hyped. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know, or even, well, none of you are really on my personal Instagram, but anyway, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know, know, or you'll notice that, um, I am a huge fan. Like I am a huge, huge fan of Raheem Devon. And, and when I was getting ready to start the podcast, um, one of the biggest things for me was that I wanted to talk about music and how I feel about certain music. And I understand that I'm kind of stuck in this 90s, this 80s, 90s, very early 2000s era. And I'm okay with that. Like, I try so hard. No, I don't. Let me stop lying. I will, you know, try to incorporate new music, new artists, and things of that nature. Uh, but I think that, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck because this 90s music and R&B or R&B in, in the 90s or R&B-like or 90s like R&B is what stimulates me. It's what um it's what love is. It it makes me feel like I, I don't know. So anyway, back to Raheem Devon. I am a stan. So, 
I know that people say, you know, they stand this, they stand that. But it's funny because a lot of people don't even know where the term stand comes from. So hopefully you guys know. But if you don't, uh, just real quick. Uh, Eminem made a song off of his first, I think it was his first album. Um, and, and it was called Stand. And it was, a <laughs> long story short, it was about this guy who, his name was Stan, Stanley something. And he was like a huge fan of Eminem. But he was like very, very, very um, obsessed. And he was kind, I mean, he was, it, it was one, it was like a dark song. Like he was pretty much mentally ill. Um, he wrote Eminem like several letters he kept writing them letters and letters and this was you know like snail mail letters not like even like email but um he kept writing all these letters and eventually you know he killed himself and but Eminem didn't get the damn letter until after he was dead so anyway that's what a stand is y'all like a stand is like this really <laughs> over the top fan and I think that I, I don't want to say that I'm over the top like I don't want to <laughs> say that I am like obsessed but sometimes I, I kind of feel like that now I'm not I'm not going to um I'm not going to you know be in, you know, follow him around DC or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not going to go to that, that extreme, but I, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. Like, I, I'm a pretty huge fan. Like, I love, love, love Raheem Devon. And I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about it. So, basically, um, I first heard a song by Raheem Devon when I was uh, living in Philadelphia. Uh, I was listening to the radio like I had this crazy commute. It was probably like 45 minutes long. And I was coming home from work and Guess Who Loves You More comes on the radio. And it was my first time hearing the song. And you know, first time, sometimes the first time you hear a song, you you hear it, but you're not really super tuned into it. And that's kind of how I was. Like, I remember bobbing my head. I, I remember turning the radio up. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is a nice, little, you know, cute little song. Who is this, you know? And they're like, yeah, um, Raheem Devine, whatever, what have you. And, and as it came on, you know, every day now I'm starting to hear it because, you know, you hear a song once and it seems like you hear it all the time then. So, um, every time it came on, I, I turned it up and I'm like, I kept, t remember telling myself like, God, I got to get to, um, Best Buy so I can get the CD because that's when we were listening to CDs. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I got to go uh, get his CD, whatever, what have you. And initially I didn't, I can't remember why. I don't know if it was just me just kept forgetting or whatever. As much as I really, really liked the song, I just didn't go get the album, get the CD or whatever until, uh, you dropped 
and I remember listening to you like it came on the radio. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, like, okay, let me go get this. Let me go get this album. And you know what? It may I may not have gone to get it. It may not have been out yet. Like it may have been like the single came out first. Y'all know how they used to be. The single drop. And then you go, you know, it, it'll be a few weeks to ramp up before the actual CD comes out. So anyway, that might have been it. But when you dropped, oh, it was like the very next day I went and got that CD. <clears throat> and I've been in love with Raheem Devon's music ever since. So I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking today talking about his music. Because I feel like over time, I'll probably, like, that's something I have to do in installments. Like, literally. Like, I think I have more Raheem Devon music than I have of any other artist. Um, so, just in talking about, like, his different uh, CDs or, his, or projects or, you know, whatever it is that they're called now his collections of music um it's gonna take me some time like people don't even realize that he has several mixtapes several mixtapes like so and they're so good and you never really get to hear them okay let me not go into that right now so I I just wanted to (laughs) tell y'all about how I'm a stand how I'm a Raheem Devon stand. So I wrote down a couple of things um, that I consider that makes me a stand. And again, it's nothing like I'm going to, you know, stalk him like paparazzi or anything like that. It's, It's nothing like that. It really is just me being a very passionate fan of him and his music. So... (laughs) The first thing is, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Now, now I'm looking at the list and I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed, but I'm like, God, dog, like you, you really love this dude. So anyway, I remember, uh, when his, gosh, I want to say it may have been Jack and Four Beats. It was, I think it was the first one. So he has these mixtapes, uh, Jackin' for Beats and Jackin' for Beats Part 2, I think, uh, where he, you know, does exactly what it says. He'll take a beat off of a song and, you know, um, uh, sing over top of it or whatever. Does his own little remix. And he did a beat jack for Can't Be Friends by um, Trey Songs, which... It's one of my most favorite Trey Song songs, okay? Like, one of my absolute favorite. And I, I, you know, I have this thing about people like, quote unquote, remaking music. And it's not necessarily, like, what he did, he didn't necessarily, like, remake these songs. He may have had, like, a line or two from the actual song, but he just completely remixes it and, and does his own thing with it. So um, that's neither here nor there. I'll probably talk about, you know, people who remake songs later on in the podcast as well. But 
So yeah, so he has this. So he remakes Can't Be Friends. And I, I, I'm listening, when the first time I'm listening to this mixtape, I'm going through and I get to Can't Be Friends. And I'm, you know, initially I'm like, oh, this my song, you know. And I'm like, oh, he, he about to kill this. He about to kill it. He about to kill it. And he did. Like, I listened to that song so many times in a short period. Like, I, we were, I was on Twitter and he, he had like this 360 fans movement, um, you know, and, and we all, you know, follow him and retweeted all this stuff on Twitter and he said, ask something like, you know, what makes you such a huge fan or something like that. And I, I just so happened to be scrolling through, you know, on my phone at the time, uh, you know, get, listening to his music as a matter of fact, and I'm scrolling and it used to be on the music player. It'll show you how many times you've played a song. And I looked at Can't Be Friends and I had listened to that song like 720 something times. And I am not exaggerating. And this was, oh, this wasn't like it was over a year or nothing like that. Like it was literally over a few months. I had that song on repeat. It was like, I, every time I heard it, it was like the first time. It never got old. It still doesn't get old. Anytime I, I hear it now, anytime it comes up in one of my playlists that I have, like I have to put it on repeat. But just the fact that I literally had played that song over 700 times in that short amount of time um, qualifies me to be a stan of Raheem Devine, Okay. So, <laughs> the second thing is um, during the day, so I, I work mainly from home, and I typically play music or listen to podcasts, but when I do play music, I'll go to um, like actual stations, so like you know how Pandora has, a station, has stations and Spotify has stations. So when I go to these stations, of course, like one of my number one stations that I always play is Raheem Define. But what happens is I'll turn on the station and I'm listening. And, you know, a lot of times it's not just that artist music. They mix it in with like artists, which is actually cool because I like to get, you know, that whole little mix. And I there's always another song that's played that. I'll be like, oh, man, I can't believe I forgot about this song. And, you know, I kind of, you know, get in my bag about the whole R&B thing. But every single time I listen to a Raheem Devon station on one of these streaming channels, I always have to turn it off after about, I don't know, 90 minutes and play the music that I have. Because I'm going to hit myself with a playlist that probably has like 70 or 80 Raheem Devon songs, all Raheem Devon. And so I'm going to be listening to that. And I probably won't get through the whole 70 or however many is on there. But um, 
I'm going to listen to that probably until I go to bed. Like literally, it happens every single time. It's like I start to listen to the little station or I, or I hear a song of his or something and I have to just go down that rabbit hole and listen to or, or at least attempt to listen to every single Raheem Devon song that I have on on deck. So I believe that that qualifies me as a Raheem Devon stan. <coughs> um, and plus, oh, too, in, in talking about that too, the stations never had, first of all, they're only going to play like the top songs, you know, the, the songs that's been in rotation. They're only going to, they're, they're not going to play the B-side tracks. Every once in a while, you'll get, and, and by B-side track, for those of you that don't know, um, you know, back in the day, there was a cassette tape or even a, a record, and it was side A and side B. And side B usually had the songs that um, were not released on single or, you know, they're kind of, to me, they're like hidden gems or whatever what have you. So anyway, they're not going to play the, the B-side track. And, and those are probably the ones that I love the most. Like it's all, and, and I think a lot of people say that about music and artists that they, that they um, really like when they listen to their songs and people ask, you know, what's your favorite song by so-and-so? It's typically a song that has not been played on the radio or it was not like huge on the radio. Um, so that way, I, like I said, which is why I have like so many songs on that one playlist because his mixtapes, I'm going to have to have like two episodes just on his mixtapes alone. Like his mixtapes hit fire, like all of them, like all of them, like back to when he was Radio Raw. And I mean, if, if you are a fan of complete R&B I mean and when I say complete I mean it's gonna give you all of the feels and it's gonna give you all of that happy flow and it's gonna you know make you sad and it's going to I mean it's going to make you feel you have to listen to Raheem Devine and especially his mixtapes um, I mean, it's just, all right, let me, let me, again, let me dial back and not go down that rabbit hole because it's just going to take too long. Um, but I hope a, a few of you that are listening are already Raheem Devon fans and you're over there like, yes, girl, I know what you say and I know what you're talking about. Oh my God. And y'all thinking about songs in your head and things like that. So, you know, the next, the next time I talk about him, that, those episodes will be for you. I promise. <laughs> so, um. Uh, the third reason why I am, I, I consider myself a Raheem Devon stan is the fact that when he comes to Atlanta and I, for whatever reason, can't go, uh, you know, either I'm traveling for work or, um, 
you know, something is going on, you know, sometimes he comes on, he, he, he does like pop-up shows and he'll do, um, you know, like the Wednesday nights or whatever at city winery and, you know, stuff like that when it's just like, I just found out about it and I just can't get to it or I'm just not accessible to get to it. I really, really get upset. Like, I be so mad. Like, so he was here and I didn't, I, I didn't get to see him? And it's not like I haven't already seen him multiple times already. That I, I think that's the thing. I think that's, that's what really rounds out this point about me being a stan. Because I've seen Raheem Devon, okay? Um... But I can't, it's like, I can't see him enough. That's how much his music feels me. Like, <laughs> I want to see Raheem Devine every time he come to town. I will pay that money. I have absolutely no, um, no problem supporting him. Uh, I 100% believe that every Grammy that he was nominated for, he should have won. I do not understand um, why he has not been nominated for a Grammy since, like, I don't know, maybe 2010 or 2011. Um, I think he is very underrated uh, by whoever, but clearly by people that don't that don't matter like but I, I think he's he's underrated uh, and I don't say that just because I'm in love with his music but just even the people other people that I know that are in love with his music um you know we all kind of feel the same way his voice first of all first and foremost the man got pipes like he on, on just about the whole spectrum, like the falsetto, like the falsetto by itself, okay, is is enough. It, it's enough. If you listen to um, songs like uh, Guess Who Loves You More, like at the end when he hits that falsetto, um, even a little bit in You, um, a, a few like so many of his songs like he had he shows his vocal skills and he shows out and he sounds even better in person even better in person like there's absolutely positively no disappointment whatsoever uh to go and see him at a live show but um but anyway as you can see you know i, I was rambling but he, um, I, I do, I get upset. I, I get really, really, really upset when I can't, um, see him when he comes to town. It, it, I mean, it just really hurts my heart. Like, I, did I really, really just miss this? Like, that's whack. So that's another reason. That's the third reason I wrote down, um, when I, as considering myself a Raheem Demond stand. And I got a couple more. So the next one is, 
kind of how how I get nervous. I get nervous just thinking about meeting Raheem Devon. But the kicker is I've met him twice. Like, met him, hugged him, like, you know, all of that. Um, Autographed, took pictures with them. I literally have had like conversation with him, um, you know, both both in person and on Twitter. Because if you guys don't know, like between Twitter and Instagram, like he's very very social with his fans. Um, he if you tweet about him, and and he sees it, like if you tweet about him and he's just up on Twitter one night, he will respond to you. It'll be more than just a retweet, you know, he'll say whatever, you know, you say, hey, I love your music, he'd be like, I love you back, or whatever, um, and, and even, uh, I know that even from just, like, when I first started following him back in, like, 2010, 2011, uh, he, he used to put this link out, like, so, okay, first of all, he participated heavily in, uh, Twitter After Dark, back when Twitter After Dark was popping, so he gained, you know, I'm pretty sure he gained a lot of fans um, on that tip. But he also, it would be like the middle of the night. And I remember I would just stay up and like hope for him to come on. But he would stay up and he would tweet this link. And when you click on the link, you can go and watch him on video. And it wasn't like anything like we have now. It was something else. It was just like some website where he could live stream Um whatever he was doing and he would get on there and he would, um, you know, uh, let us basically be a part of his studio experience or, you know, he would, uh, debut, not necessarily debut new music, but he would, you know, play a little bit of what he's working on, uh, live and, you know, would shout us all out and all that good stuff. Um, and that was, (laughs) I always, every time I like, well, not every time, but a lot of times when I tweet him or, or the few times that I've met him in person, I always remind him, which I know I ain't really nobody, but I be talking to him like, you know, like we, we for real, for real know each other. Um, I remind him of the one time that he went, you know, live on his website and I was telling him how much I love the song, um, Um, soulmate which is my absolute positively favorite song by Raheem Devon but it's not really you know a lot of people don't know about it because it's never been released Um, he and I get the story messed up every time but it has something to do with him writing the song for somebody else one one of the members of Drew Hill I do know that um he wrote the song for them and, but, but I think it was Woody, but he never recorded it and some kind of way it leaked. So he, he always says, yeah, yeah, you had the bootleg version of, um, love behind the melody, (laughs) but that's not, or the love experience. I think it was off of the love experience, but I didn't. I, I didn't pay for the song for sure. Like I downloaded it off of something um, that was back even before streaming services and things of that nature. So I downloaded it from somewhere. 
I heard it first on YouTube and then I found a, a, a MP3 link and downloaded it. Um, so yeah, I, I did, you know, low key bootleg it myself, but I didn't have the actual, you know, anyway, I was trying to tell him I didn't buy his, uh, <laughs> buy the music illegally, but, um, I, I, he always, it, I, I say all of that to say that he's very personable. Like he's, he's, you know, a big star in my eyes, but he's so cool. And that's another reason why I don't understand like why I get so nervous you know, just at the thought of, um, you know, like interacting with him. I, the last time I met him when he was here in Atlanta, uh, I just stood there and I'm so nervous and I'm like, oh my God. I, and I said it out loud, like a dummy, like an idiot. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. And he was like, baby, don't be nervous. I'm like, oh Lord, he's talking to me. Okay. Okay. We cool. We cool. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And, and, like, I'm still starstruck. Like, again, I'm still starstruck. And, like, who buys CDs? It, if anybody listening to this, if you have bought a CD in the past, I'm going to just say five years. If you've bought a CD in the past five years, I need you to tweet me. I need you to tweet me at Autumn the Aries and tell me what CD you bought and why you bought it because I have not bought a CD in years but what did I do that, that this last time he was in Philly uh not in Philly in in Atlanta I bought a CD why because I wanted to support him now I'm gonna stream I'm I'm gonna stream the 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 new album by the way but I, I bought the CD. I want, you know, I wanted him to sign it and all that good stuff. So I'm a, I'm a stand for that. I feel like I'm a stand for that. Um, I, I took out, I, I have a, a, um, a CD player in my car and I took out the John Legend, um, get lifted. Was it get lifted? I think it's the get lifted CD that has been in my car in in that in that CD player which is the only CD player that I own um has been in there probably since I I I got the car years ago and I didn't even realize it was still in there so anyway I took that out to put the Raheem Devon CD in um and and it's in there so therefore now that I've reminded myself that it's in there I'll probably listen to it on my way to the cookout so <sighs> I'm a stand that's all I'm trying to say is I'm a stand. But the the last reason I'm going to give y'all <laughs> as to why I am a, I, not just a stand. I am Raheem Devon's number one stand. I, I need y'all to, um, to, to tag him and let him know that I am his number one stand. I am his number one stand. Here's the reason why. Back in, I want to say 2012. I want to say 2012. Or the end, no, the, maybe the end of 2011. Um, he, I, I saw a flyer on Twitter saying that he was going to be in Detroit. Now, I'm from Toledo, Ohio, which is about 45 minutes away from Detroit. 
I go to I used to go to Detroit all the time for all of the concerts. Uh, Shane Park at the Fox everywhere. Um, it, it was nothing for me to go to Detroit. So anyway, um, I saw the flyer and I could I I, I went to the I think he, he was at the Fox. So I went to the Fox website and to get tickets and I'm like I'm not sitting I'm not sitting in, in up here in these balconies and I'm not sitting too far back. Like I'm going to see Raheem Devon for the first time. I'm not, I'm not going, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm whatever amount of money that I need to spend to be, you know, in, in the first, you know, five rows at the, at the most, I'm going to go ahead and pay for that. But none of those seats were available on like wherever Ticketmaster, wherever it went to, none of those seats were available. And me not know, I'm like, I, okay, something has got to give. And so I just start tweeting about it. Like, why is this? Da, 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 da. And then there was this guy, um, another guy that was on the flyer named Jay Tate, who is a music, musician, um, singer out of Detroit. And he's on like, he's sang um with Dwelle and you know all types of stuff um around Detroit area very good artist uh some kind of way like he was on there or something or I ended up tweeting him or something I don't know but he told me he's like what you need to do is you need to um contact the promoter he said a lot of times with these shows the promoter will buy out the first three to five rows and we'll have those, t- you know, he'll, you know, either give them to radio stations to raffle off or, you know, keep them for friends and family or whatever. And I'm like, okay, bet. So I looked up the, the promoters for the show, found their Facebook page, um, found an email from them. There was a contact us on their website. I did all three. There were, um, and, and when I tell y'all, like a few weeks went by and and I'm, I'm doing this every day. Like I'm on Twitter every single day, like tagging them. Um, like I probably, I I don't even want to know how many times I emailed them or how many times that I contacted them overall before, because it's probably going to make me feel like I'm like way over the top before um (laughs) they actually contacted me back but when they contacted me back I was I had just had surgery y'all I had just had like major surgery and I'm sitting up in the house I don't know watching Netflix um yeah watching Netflix like that was back when you had to send the Netflix you know they would send the the DVD to your house so I'm sitting up doing that and um, got an email. And they were like, hi, we see you've been trying to contact us about the Raheem Devon concert. Um, just so happens that I have four tickets available. Um, two are in 
I think two were in row five and the other two were in row three and it was like kind of close to center stage or whatever. I'll take the two in, in row three. I'll take those. Let me know how I need to get you your money. I can't I can't drive to Detroit and pay y'all right now. You know, if you have a PayPal, which was what was popping for, you know, money exchanges uh, um, over the net back then, you know, let me know. Do I need to send you a money order? Like, tell me what it is that I need to do to get this, get this money to you, like, within the next couple of days, okay? Low-key, y'all, I ain't even had a damn money. Can we talk about that? Like, low-key was, I, I was already off. Like I said, I had had surgery. I wasn't getting paid my full pay, which was uh, pennies anyway. So, like, it was real tight. So, um, he told me how to contact him, and I um, called one of my best friends, like, girl, tagged her on Facebook or something, like, girl, it's it's going down, we going. So, got the money together, and so, like, I went through this whole countdown for, like, two months or something. Like, it was literally that far away. The show was literally that far away. And I went through this whole countdown, y'all. Like, I was so excited. And then they announced that they were going to do a meet and greet afterwards. And I'm like, okay, whatever I got to pay, whatever I got to do, I'm going to this meet and greet. And the only thing that you had to do was like buy a CD or, you know, whatever. Uh, Yeah, he was selling like a seat, different CDs and stuff like that. (sighs) Get to the concert. Some kind of way ended up in the second row. And, and um, a couple of people opened up. I can't even really. It, it was some dope. Layla. Um, God, I can't even remember. Is it Hathaway? I can't remember. Layla Hathaway um, opened up for him. And um, her, her idol, Anita Baker, uh, popped up. Um, and there was a couple of other people who sang before before him. And it was a really, really nice uh, show. But when he came out, baby, I, 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 I almost lost it, y'all. I almost lost it. <laughs> My friend took so many pictures. Like, he was singing, um, uh, uh, um, customer I think it was grabbed my hand like I have a picture of him like I call it serenading me because it just that's just what it was but you know he grabbed my hand and and um and sang you know sang a a lyric or two um I mean it was like (laughs) it was like the best thing ever I was like oh my god I just I can't believe he sang to me like oh my goodness like, this is so, oh my God. Like, I was so excited. Like, just thinking about it, I'm so hype about that memory all over again. Like, Raheem Devine, I love you. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> after the concert, we're going out to do the meet and greet. So, the um, security pointed and it was like, you got to go down here, pointed to the right, um, and stand in this line. So, we're literally standing in this line, probably 45 minutes. I know my friend was like, Bitch, you better know that I love you for doing this because this this is a lot. So standing in line and um 
next thing you know, a lot of people started going to the left down the hallway. I'm like, why is everybody moving? So come to find out he wasn't down there where we were standing. He was down at the other end. So by the time we get down there, we're at the very end, y'all, the very, very end. And there was like 10 people in front of us. No, it wasn't 10, probably five, probably like five people in front of us or something like that. Um, when his security or manager or whoever it was, was like, okay, this is going to be the last person. Y'all, when I say I almost cried, I was like, what, what do you mean is going to be the last, like, it's only a few of us left. And like, I, this is why I came. Like, this is my whole reason for coming. Like, I had like big, I'm, I'm trying to fight back big crocodile tears, big crocodile tears. Guess what happened, y'all? Raheem was like, it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. No, you gonna, we, we gonna get you up here. Man, listen. <sighs> Went up there. It took everything. I'm trying to tell him what my Twitter is. Like, he was gonna remember me out of all these girls and just telling them how much I really love him. And I mentioned the whole, um, the whole, uh, soulmate song and, you know, he, he probably didn't remember talking to me or tweeting with me. I didn't care, but I was so happy. And then he hugged me like he loved me. And even the picture we took, it was like, in my head, since that day, like, we we go together. That is just, like, it, you know, you can't deny your soulmate. You just, you can't do it. I mean, it was just like, oh, my God, like, I cannot believe this. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, my story of how I stalked the promoter qualifies me as being Raheem Devon's number one stand. So there you have it. Um, some honorable, uh, honorable, honorable mention is that I, um, I had his songs, like a few of his songs on my phone as ringtones forever, like probably until ringtones stopped being a thing. So every time I got a text, I got text messages, the song playing and every time the phone rang, I had text messages, but it was the part that says, I hope you have your ringer on. I just, I, I just loot that. Like I learned how to do the ringtones myself instead of buying them and, um, went on ahead and had that and, and that got on my nerves, but it was only after I had had it like that forever. Like the song probably wasn't even in rotation anymore and it was still my ringtone. So Again, I just wanted to let you guys know that I love music. I love everything about music, uh, just about everything about music. I really love R&B. I love complete R&B. Like, I love those albums that you really can listen to with minimal skips and every single song is going to touch you in a different way. Um, in a different type of uh, emotional way. And Raheem Devon does this for me. 
He gives me every single R&B vibe that is relevant to those of us who really loved that R&B, that 90s R&B. And he never strayed away from it. And even though it's a different time now for music, even the new music that he makes is still timeless to me. So that is my episode on me being a Raheem Devon stan. I hope that you are, uh, that this encourages you to listen to some Raheem Devon because I'm sure that he would appreciate the the spins um because you know that's how you get nominated for things now is how many times people are playing your stuff and i am still the one rooting for him to get um a grammy so thank you for tuning in and i will be back to talk to you soon peace